tired. So tired. Overtired. Hey everybody, this is take two of your favorite podcast, Overtired. Um, I I once again, I this is the second time in as many weeks that I have uh, hit the record button and then done the countdown and then stopped the recording instead of starting the recording. Um, but I'm Brett Terpstra, uh, the 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 perpetual fuck up. I'm here with Christina Warren and our special guest once again, Aaron Dawson. Uh, how are you, ladies, doing once again? I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice callback. Nice callback. Yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I've been up. I've been up for uh, like an hour and a half. So I'm like revved up. Also, we already recorded 15 minutes of this. So I'm like warmed up and ready. Yeah, it's I find it so depressing to like have to repeat good conversation. Like it was good. We we were doing great. And you guys were like on the ball actually recording your parts of it. I'm I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay. I apologize to our listeners for the great conversation you had to miss. I mean, look, that's what happens. This is like, this is honestly, this is why maybe what we should do at some point, Brett and, and Aaron, it'd be great if you want to join us for one of these. We should like record, but we could also do like a Twitter spaces thing, which is like, you know, ephemeral. And although I think they are going to be adding a record feature. And then that way, you know, you just get to hear the behind the scenes thing. I don't know what that is. It's like Clubhouse, which okay, you don't, you also don't know about. Okay, so it's because uh, it, uh, uh, I'm old. Um, no, because you don't care about this stuff because you're not um, like interminably online like I am. Um, you like have other interests other than anyway. Um, it's basically you know like, like the modern version of like the party line where you know you have like a group of people who can all talk, but you can um, at least with Twitter Spaces you can like limit. You can do this with Clubhouse too, but Twitter Spaces is um, a, a little bit more refined. Even though they kind of copied the Clubhouse product, where you can like set people who are the moderators or the speakers, um, you know, the only people who can talk, and then you can have people who like just listen in. But it's like an ephemeral thing. So like, I could just start a chat and just start talking to random people, and then just like end it whenever. We could do that. It could kind of be cool as like a behind the scenes thing. Like people wanted to listen to us like while we record. The live bits. I mean, we would still record on our own to do our podcast, but we could be like, "Yeah, this is this is the live thing." That'd be kind of cool. Let's do it. Sorry, I don't. I don't know if you said this, Christina, but is is this sort of similar to Twitch, where you're you're looking at you know someone presumably using like a webcam or something? And would that be weird for both of you? Because from what I understand, you you've never uh, like recorded an overtired like through video right right exactly however this is audio only okay so oh man i wanted to see that i'm into I video mean, we can do video we could do video we could do, actually that i'm could fucking be like a, gorgeous that... just kidding <laughs> <laughs> and so modest too yeah no fuck it we could do video at some point absolutely but yeah you're right we, we've never done that sort of thing before but yeah we've spent all this money on our home our respective av setups we could totally do that Oh man, uh, yeah. Thanks to work, i i have a I have a hella good home AV setup that I have yet to use. Um. Anyway, quick mental health corner since we already did this once, but I I had just had a quadruple espresso, took my stimulants, trying to combat what is now a week long depression, and it's it's not working, and it it baffles me. Once I'm depressed, how little like. Stimulants, if I'm manic, stimulants only make it worse or better, depending how you know how you like manic episodes. Um, but it, so they have like a stronger effect on me. But once I hit the depression, it's like they don't do anything at all. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. Well, yeah, because I mean, like, yeah. yeah, and uh, and 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 Aaron, we don't have to get into all these things again, but um, but you're you're uh your how your mental health is you're okay mental health is that i'm okay got a book uh suggested by my therapist and this book is using a lot of language that is like pretty crunchy and 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 like woo woo and i'm feeling not so great about that but i think that the message of the book is like strong enough that like i can I can work through all the all the peanut butter and and the like 
the M&Ms and the cashews and like get to the heart of, you know. Was that a reference to trail mix? Well, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's trying to riff on granola. Real real hippies would never have M&Ms in their granola. They would have, have uh, they would have um dark chocolate pieces, probably bittersweet. Or like carob or something. Oh, right. Carob, the <laughs> the, the, the rich man's chocolate. <laughs> right. Isn't Gorp a thing, right? Good old My raisins God. and peanuts. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Should we talk about should we talk derisively about hippies again or should we skip that part? No, I think we should skip that because you guys have a hard out. So <laughs> so uh Okay. We, we, we can we can skip our, our derisive hippie talk and, and get into um the big uh, news. The big news music. The old people's concert. Tell it. Tell us all about the it. The teens concert from 2005. Yeah. No. So um, as I mentioned last week, I went to Los Angeles and I got to see like four team on the Slater, um, the Hello Mega Tour, which was uh, Weezer, Fall Out Boy, and um, Green Day. At Dodger Stadium, and it was sold out, and it was like, you know, I don't know, 45,000 people or something. Um, it was great to be like at that. I, I went to the Guster concert at Red Rocks, but that's Guster, and I love Guster, but, you know, that's like college rock. And those guys were just that were like so excited to be like playing Red Rocks like for their first time as like the, as like the main act, like that that was really like reaffirming because I, I love them. But this was like, you know, like, a rock show, right? Like, um, and it was really good. It was, it was, it was a great show. Um, shockingly, you know, the fact that like, they, cause they ended just a little after 11. Um, and, and I think that, that Weezer went on around six thirty. the, the teardown time, like between the sets was incredibly efficient. Like they have that shit down which was really good. And they started on time, which also I was kind of like surprised about. Like we didn't see the opening act because who fucking cares? I don't even know who it was. But um, we got there right as, well, we got to our seats um, right as Weezer was starting. Actually, our original seats, because we had four seats because Catherine bought them so fucking long ago. Um, and when we were supposed to see this in, in July of 2020, um, our section no longer existed like that's where like the 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 sound setup was and so uh they had to move us to a better section so we were like actually even closer and had even better seats um you know like so it was it was good i've only ever been to one concert that had more than maybe 200 people at it i when when a pitbull killed my cat uh, the person who owned the Pitbull felt so bad they gave me free tickets to a Metallica Kid Rock concert. Oh yeah, and I, I remember that tour. Kid Rock, of course. But I went to see Metallica. Was impressed with how much pre-Black Album stuff they played. But it yep. was, it, it, I did not like the stadium. I I'm just not used to stadium shows. That tour, because I think that that was in 2000. Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. Okay, so that tour, I had tickets to that because I was 16, and then fucking um, uh, James got fucking pulled over for a DUI because he's an asshole, and so Metallica had to cancel their show in Atlanta, like a really big show because fucking James, you know, got like a DUI, and then by the time like they rescheduled... I was so mad at them over the Napster shit that I was like, fuck Metallica, fuck you, Lars. So I never went to that show. Well, wait, was it James or Lars that got pulled over? It was James. Huh. This is pre-rehab James. Yeah, Yeah, this was pre-rehab James. This is like one of the reasons like, well, no, he didn't even go to rehab for a couple more years because now I'm thinking of some kind of monster, the the documentary, um, which was good. Um, It was pretty good. That was actually a really good documentary. I have to say, like, that and, like, Not Ready to Make Nice or whatever the hell the Dixie Chicks documentary was. Like, there are a number of them that are good, but, like, Some Kind of Monster, that's a good-ass documentary. They just fucking hate each other so much. I love that <laughs> shit. 
All right. So um, I, I kind of waylaid the conversation. We were really headed yes. towards a pop punk conversation. Yes. Yes. So so when we were saying this before, um, uh, just just so we can kind of set the thing. So you're more into, and I, I kind of agree with you, um, uh, Aaron. Like you like like this. Like like these are the bands who we would call like, and I don't even think you can call Weezer pop punk. I mean, I think that they're just like. Right. an alternative rock band right but but they you know they've had some hits and they've been remarkably like able to reinvent themselves over the years which is interesting for such a nerdy band um but like Fall Out Boy and Green Day certainly like those are like top tier like you know like bands whereas I think like you prefer and I, I, I I'm like this too we probably like like the smaller like the like the B or the C tier a little bit more yeah um what that is C tier? Name a C tier band for me. Sure. Um, Mineral. Uh, what else? Like uh, Jets Over Brazil. Um, it, more recently, like Hit the Lights. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. Like I've never heard of. Had it had a strong fan base though. It was like really really small. Um, yeah, yeah, we, I agree with the Weezer thing as being like an alt rock band. Their most recent record, actually, okay, so not Van Weezer, the one right. before that, the like super sentimental, hardly any guitars on it, like chamber pop record. Yeah. Really, really strong. Yeah. Like they're strongest in years. And yeah, I would agree I, with that. Yeah, and I think where we were leaving off, like, I, I was bringing up this idea that like Weezer, this, there's this kind of conspiratorial idea that Weezer maybe around like eh, Maladroit or something yeah. like the, the the record after Green Album started the con- conspiracies that that Rivers kind of ceased caring and trying and and to invigorate uh, his interest in being and being a sort of frontman for this international rock band. Um, like sort of made this vow vow to himself that Weezer is will now be a sort of like performance art band, but like a secret performance art band, right? Like yeah. making weird choices that seem that seem quirky, but are in fact him pushing to see how how out of the sort of milieu of alt rock pop punk uh, he can get with without being you know sort of like betrayed. Uh, industry-wise, which is why you see, you know, an album called Hurley because he liked Hurley from Lost. Yep. And seeing, <laughs> seeing a dog on the cover of what is that record called? Ratitude. Yeah. And just writing these like rock, rock by numbers songs that that are sometimes catchy and hooky and and sweet and sugary, but but most often are just like so so boring and that seems to have uh, waned in the past couple of years especially with that album that i that i mentioned but i really really like this theory i like that theory too and i actually agree with it and um for whatever reason this is like one of the weirdest things because i think i might have interviewed him once but i don't even know how this happened and i'm sure he doesn't like interact it's not like he ever sees my tweets or anything but he's followed me on twitter for like 10 years which wow. is which is just bizarre, right? Like that's, that's a like, brag. Like like well, no, but it's just a it's like I think he and Ashton Kutcher are like my weirdest Twitter follows. Like wow. no, I could see Ashton Kutcher because he's 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 sort of transformed anamorph style into like a a kind tech bro, like a tech yeah, bro, but like except a tech I've been bro like critical of him. Cares. I've been like I yeah. but yeah, but I've been like critical of him. Hmm. Uh, so I don't even know, but he is, he's like a kind tech bro and I like him and, and, and Mila and that's fine, but it is one of those weird things. Like, cause neither, like he doesn't follow that many people. I don't know why clearly when he joined or, or, or whatever the case was, he just made the decision. I was like, okay, cool. And then, you know, just didn't unfollow, which is fine. Like, I don't, I don't think like they actually like care or anything, but, but Rivers is one of those weird ones, but I like that theory a lot. Cause I do think, cause he's a really like, you know, he's a really smart guy. And, like, you could even see, like, he's a great performer. That's one thing I'll give him. Like, whether this is, like, all a performance art thing or not, like, the band puts their all into it. And they were clearly having a great time to be back in front of people again. But I really do like that idea of of them, like, yeah. of, of him, like, you know, amusing himself almost 
by by creating Absolutely. different types of work, which which I think totally that fits with with a lot of their their stuff. Um, yeah. Well, I saw your Instagram stories and they looked really solid and I really appreciated that like the sun was still up while Weezer was playing. <laughs> yeah, they were the first one. That was the funny thing, right? So so they this was what was interesting. Oh, no. So 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 it was so it was three so it was three um acts and so they started on time because they, they ended a little after eleven. Um I, I don't know if they were like, you know, so but they were which if it had been one act, right, like I've, it would have been one of those things like they wouldn't have come on until after the sun went down. Um but you know Weezer went on at like six thirty and, um, so, so the sun was up for their whole set and they were just like having a great time. So it was sort of like, cause I've seen them live a bunch. I haven't seen them probably in 15 years, but I've seen them live like a bunch of times, usually at festivals. I think once at like an amphitheater, um, or like a standalone concert or two, but, but usually it's been at like festivals. So I've seen them play certainly like, you know, in, in the sun before, but you're right. It was like, they were just like having a blast. Fall Out Boy, their set started, um, a, a little bit, it was still light out and then like got dark, you know, as they were, as they were doing it. And then Green Day yeah. being the biggest band was the, was the closer, obviously. So, so the sun was down when they went up, but, um, is Green Day yeah. bigger than Weezer? Oh yeah. Huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Green Day, like internationally and stuff. I mean, most people I would say were probably there for like, there were so many, I mean, the place was packed and it was packed the whole time, but I would say that you know, Green Day was probably like people who were wearing, you know, the rock band shirts to the rock band, to, to the rock concert, <laughs> which is, which is what you see when you see a, a show at Dodger Stadium. Um, there was a lot of, there was a lot of Green Day stuff. I bought a uh, shirt at and, Target once and I have to change my clothes every time I go to Target because I'm <sighs> like deathly afraid of showing up at Target wearing a Target shirt. Yeah, understood. <laughs> understood. Yeah, you, you totally have to. Um but yeah, so so yeah, Green Day is is massive, and and uh, what all, what I appreciate about all, th- all three bands though is that they didn't play much new stuff. Like it was mostly like the hits. Like there were, and because some of them have put out like like uh, like Weezer even said it's like okay, we're gonna play one more new song, but like they didn't play a ton of new stuff. Which and the new stuff was was fine, but it wasn't one of those things because sometimes you go to these shows and like they really just want to shove the new shit down your throat and. With this tour, they clearly knew who their audience was and what they were doing, and it didn't feel like a like a um, I guess what's like a heritage rock show. Like it didn't have that vibe, and the audience I would say was mostly people in their thirties. Um, but and although you did see some young kids there, which you know made me realize as like Green Day is playing certain songs, and like they were not alive when no. you know like uh, for for a lot of that stuff, and 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 which is always like an, an awkward like thing to realize, but. Um, yeah, uh, they, they 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 weren't they weren't doing that shit where like you know they refused to play the hits like they played for all three bands like played all the hits which was really really good and and I appreciate because if you're spending that much money and you're going to a show like at that sort of location like you want to see the hits like if you're at like a smaller club venue or whatever where the fans are like maybe you want to see some deep cuts or some new stuff or whatever but if you're at Dodger fucking stadium like I need you to play Buddy Holly and the sweater song sure. and my name is Jonas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially that, that, that last one. That's, that's not unreasonable. I think green day is as close as I get to like my flavor of punk being political. Yeah. <laughs> and, and even as like political agents, I don't know what kind of like material change green day has brought to, to people. I I'm not sure, but like punk music that has anything to do with what a lot of folks would say punk is about. Like punk is an attitude. Punk is about the dissolution of hierarchy. Punk is about the dismantling of power structures, whatever, like doesn't interest me at all. Politically I'm interested, but musically I'm not interested at all. Like I like punk that has all of its signifiers stripped until it's a barely recognizable husk. I I appreciate this description. The only thing that's left is like a reliance on a on a BPM that's I don't know greater than a heartbeat and like four chords like yeah. and, and like pizza and and like being being um, you know bummed that the girl like doesn't like you back yes. also doesn't hurt no no but like the political stuff I'm like uh 
Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it varies. I mean, I think Green Day probably of them probably gets like the most into it. And like, um, you know, American Idiot was at least for a mainstream rock album, right? Like a, a fairly yeah. political record, especially one that, that sold as many copies as it sold. Like they're not, you know, and, and, and he's had, you know, but like, I mean, and I would hardly call that political in like an actual punk record sense, but, right. but that was, that was definitely a mainstream political rock record to put out in, in 2004 or whatever. Um, I don't know. I love, I, I just, I love like a good, I fucking love pop music. So a good like pop punk, just like melody, like you say, like four chords and just like yeah. a, like a memorable, like ditty. Like I love that shit. And, and that's one of the reasons why like Fall Out Boy is so great because they have just amazing lyrics, but really good hooks. It's so weird that Pete Wentz writes the lyrics. Like sometimes those lyrics are like quite profound. Yeah. Um, especially on like, like, I don't know, what was that record? Like Infinity on High was kind of like this. Mm-hmm. And like the first record where they're like kind of trying to sound like stay what you are and like mm-hmm. this saves the day stuff. Like those lyrics are like quite good. Yeah, sometimes. they are. And, like very literary. No, um, it's very, very literary. Like, like, and, and, yeah. and that's the thing. That's why I always like uh, appreciate about them. Um, so my friend who I went with, she's like a massive fallout boy fan and i didn't know this about her and like if you know her personality this is actually kind of surprising and um like i didn't realize how into pop punk she wasn't actually on the way back actually so after we went to the concert we went to um her parents house um and uh santa Inez, which is um in um santa barbara county and um like very beautiful but kind of you know um remote like there's a lot of wineries and stuff satellite internet uh, not a lot of cell service, um, a lot of rich people's houses, um, and, um, like farms and, and cows and stuff grazing. And it's, um, it's, it's beautiful, but it's like a, a two and a half hour drive or whatever from, um, downtown LA. And we were listening to, um, an emo night, um, DJ mix mm-hmm. the whole time. And I don't know if, if either of you have ever, have ever gone to any of the emo night, um, shows. No. I'm familiar with them. Okay. They even have a restaurant in LA and it's, it's ridiculous. So, so when, at least, at least in Brooklyn, like there was always once a month, there was always like an emo night party, usually at Brooklyn bowl. And, and like you have like, you would just have like really good DJs who were like doing really, really good mashups and mixes of pop punk, pop punk songs. And so she mm-hmm. had some of those mixes and, and we were just like having a blast, like listening to that stuff. Cause it, it, it you know, um, um, interpolated like, a bunch of, of the different bands and would also kind of mix in some other types of stuff too. Like the, the, the mix was really good. I'm going to need to find it off of Spotify, but it was really fun. But it was funny for me because Catherine is just, um, I, for whatever reason, I just never like took her as being like a huge pop punk fan, but she is. And then I am, and I have been like my whole life, but she's a massive fallout boy fan, but she got into them like when they were on hiatus, which is so weird. Um, but she's a really big fat fan of Patrick and would go to a lot of his, um, solo shows and, uh, at smaller venues, but yeah, but Pete writes the lyrics, writes most lyrics and he's very good. Like he also looked really good. I have to say like his, his hair, he had like a bun thing going on. Um, it looked good. Like his, his clothes, which are always interesting. Like I enjoyed whatever street style sort of thing he was doing. Um, it was good. Um, I have to interrupt. I have a yeah. segue. I do have a segue. So one hallmark of actual punk rock is this anti-capitalist sentiment. And what? speaking of capitalism um, yes. and, and sellout bands like Green Day, <laughs> a, a pinnacle of America, a core tenant of American capitalism is debt. And speaking of debt consolidation, did I do that? That was this a bit so of a good. walk. That was a bit of a you walk. landed it. A bit of a walk. No, but I think I think it almost worked. Like when we're talking about like the things that they rail against, one of them is you know the debt society that we're in. Right? Go go for it, Brett. Read 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 your read your read. <laughs> if you dread looking at credit at your credit card statements, you're not alone. Debt can feel crippling, but Upstart can help you on your path to financial freedom. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. I have personally used Upstart to get myself out of credit card debt that I accrued over some financial rough times. 
I knew it wasn't smart to dig myself that hole, but thanks to Upstart, I have a chance to dig myself back out. I got an Upstart loan a few months ago, wiped out my credit card debt completely, and have been making fixed monthly payments and watching my debt disappear. And my credit score is back to excellent now. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 and $50,000. I got approved the same day I applied, and I had my money a day later. And now my credit cards are paid off, I'll be debt-free in five years, and I'm saving over $6,000 on what I would have paid in interest to the credit card companies. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash overtired. That's upstart.com slash overtired. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Just go to upstart.com slash overtired. Excellent. Back to you, Christina, with the pop punk report. Yeah, no. Um, now I don't remember what I was saying. Um, Something about a man bun that looked good. It oh, yeah, felt no, like conflicting information. All I was basically getting at was, was that Pete looked hot. Um, and, and actually what I was texting people was that I will still fuck Pete Wentz. So, um, that, that, that is, that is our update on that. I, I will. My whole thing, my whole thing with you, Christina, and, and listening to you speak about men is that I love it. And, you know, last time I was on, we were talking about, you know, bachelor in paradise. We were talking about the sort of bachelor nation at large. And you, you know, you mentioned Connor, the cat man, B. And now, you know, it's Pete Wentz and I, you know, I, I, I am a queer woman, you know, cis dudes, not necessarily my thing, presumably says whatever, um, between Pete and Connor, like, I, 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 I just feel like I, I love being on the outside of this. Like, what is it about? Cause these are very different men, yeah. you know? And I think you, you have used the fuck word, um, to describe, you know, a sort of desire about both of them. And I, I think, you know, if, if we're ever going to start a podcast, <laughs> you know, it's, it's you maybe describing, you know, the sort of like dynamism and breadth of, of this kind of attraction. Cause these are two different, very different people. Right. So totally, but they, ha- they must have something in common for you to be like, Oh, what's up. Um, so like, what is that about Pete Wentz? Well, I think he's like conventionally attractive, like his face is conventionally yeah. attractive, um, which helps. Um, I mean, that's why he was like the one, even though he's not the lead singer, right? Like he like was the face of kind of the band. So I think conventional, he was, he's conventionally attractive, but I don't know. I mean, again, like he can write and he just seems like a fun kind of like, he has a good personality. That, that's the thing. I'll, I'll say yeah. with like Connor the cat, total himbo, don't care. It's just like yeah. he has a good body and, and it would be like, I wouldn't like want a relationship with Connor, but like, yeah, would like, um, you know what I mean? Like it's a different yeah. sort of thing. Like Connor's like, yeah, would fuck. But like, uh, Pete wins some like, oh no, he's still got it. He, there, there's a charisma angle to him for sure. Like he's, he's definitely got a charisma play. And, and it's interesting because Billy Joe Armstrong, who A, has not aged, like he's 50 and he looks amazing. Like whatever his skincare regimen is, whatever, like, I mean, it helps that he's dying his hair black as, as always, but also helps yeah. that he still has his hair because, you know, um, that's the thing that, that ages men the most unless they just, you know, decide to just go all in and like shave it and then they can, you know, uh, offset that a little bit. Um, he, like his face, like doesn't have like the weird, like, wrinkle like he doesn't have like the look of like some guy who's been literally in a band since like 1985 like that he band takes care of himself he, he clearly he does himself. but but like because you know they had like um you know cameras and stuff and, like we were we were too far back to like see up close on the stage but you know they they had like the jumbotron sort of things and so they're doing close-ups of his face and stuff and and like I'm looking and I'm, I'm trying to figure out I'm like okay has he had injectables does he have Botox because he doesn't have like the Botox like sheen you know like it doesn't look mm. plasticky it looks good but I'm not seeing any wrinkles like I was genuinely like sometimes like taken out of of the thing a little bit to, like trying to figure out okay what work has he had <laughs> done because it's really good and I want I want his surgeon because I I'm like against aging at all costs so sure okay so yeah. um. So this is this is fascinating, and I do want to get back to it. But the segue is too perfect right now. Yep, read it. Do it. 
Speaking of cameras, this is going to make a lot of sense in a second. Speaking of cameras, there's big news in home security. Simply Safe just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. That's right, Simply Safe, the system that US News and World Report names best home security system of 2021, just got even better. This brand new outdoor security camera is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and need to help keep you and your family safe. It has an ultra-wide 140-degree field of view, uh, so you can keep watch over your entire yard. It has 1080p HD resolution with an 8 times zoom. That means you can zoom in and clearly see things like faces, perfect segue, I'm telling you, and license plates to capture critical evidence. It has a built-in spotlight with color night vision, so you can keep an eye on what's going on day and night. It's super simple to set up and usually takes just minutes. And it has an easy-to-remove rechargeable battery so it doesn't need an outlet and can go anywhere on your property. This camera has it all, and it integrates with your Simply Safe home security system, extending its protection to the outside. Together, it means every door, window, and room are protected, and your property will be too. To learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera, visit Simply Safe. That's simply with an I, S I M P L I S A F E dot com slash overtired. And what's more, Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service for free when you enroll in active monitoring. Uh, again, that's simplysafe.com slash overtired. And now back to you, Christina, with the uh, description of what makes a guy, uh, what was the word? Fuckable. Fuckable. Yeah. So this is what I was going to say, though. So here's the interesting thing. So like Billy Joe Armstrong looks great and he's a great front man um, and he's he's an attractive guy. But like I've never been like, oh, I, I, I want to like get with him. You know what I mean? Like for whatever reason, he doesn't have that appeal. So I don't know. We'll have to explore that more in another sort of thing, uh, Aaron. What's that's, the, that's what's the French word for that special something? Je ne sais quoi is that? Je ne sais quoi. Is that, is yeah. that what I'm thinking? I about? think I think the the recipe in terms of Pete Wentz goes for the je ne sais quoi is is this is someone who looks like you know they're pretty serious about their bench press numbers. Yep. Someone who you know they they have their AirPods in and they're either listening to an audiobook or Mysterious Guy Hardcore and Someone who sm- looks like they smell good. He yes. looks like he smells good. You know, yes, he does. The, yes, I think I think you nailed it. Whereas I think Billy Joe probably doesn't always smell great. Well, yeah, no, no. And that's the sort of like legitimacy um, that he carries with him as an actual crust punk, right. who is, which is who he is at, at his core. So... I- I gotta say, my tastes definitely <laughs> lean more towards like Matt Bonner from uh, from White Collar. Oh yeah, I mean he's so hot. He he is like that to me. That's like it. If I were gonna pick a guy, which I'm not opposed to in any way, um, I, Matt Bonner's kind of that's my guy. No, I mean Matt Bonner is is super super hot. I'm I unfortunately am not his type, which is okay. Um, like, right, I, I am I, his type. Well, you are his type. At well, at least as no, far as his, genitalia goes. Yeah, but but like his husband like looks a lot like him, um, which is super hot too. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, sure. I yeah, no, I like that. I like that look uh, for sure. But yeah, um, but no, but but Pete Pete's just like Pete's a cute guy, uh, and, but he, and he still has it right. Um, and Patrick, who's shy. See, uh, Catherine is a massive Patrick fan, and she was like, he was really feeling himself. I was like, okay, Catherine. <laughs> Cute. So, um, but yeah, no, it was, it was really fun to like be at one of those shows again. It, but it was, it was weird because we, we talked about this, like, you know, a lot of times, like, like the last concert, well, I went to Guster, but like the last show I went to before COVID was Dashboard Confessional at, um, at Webster Hell Hall, yeah. which, and I love uh, Chris Caraba. Speaking of people who... Okay, his current hair really bothers me, but he's still so cute to me. And again, looks like he smells good. Um, and and I love his lyrics, and I love the whole emo ness of the whole thing. 
But like, even though it was Webster Hall, you know, and it was packed or whatnot, like it was a standing show, you know, it's, it, it was one of those sorts of venues and whatnot where this, 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 it felt like I was like back in high school, like at the Warp Tour. Absolutely. I was really into his first band, uh, Further Seems Forever. Forever. Yes. Yeah, super into them. And then I think I remember going to Kmart uh, when I was when when I was a kid and uh, uh, the places you've come to fear the most. Yep. And uh, Full Collapse by Thursday like came out yes. around the same time, and I like picked both of those up, spending like. I don't know, probably 30 bucks CDs are so expensive. And I listened to those records so much. There were CDs. Um, so yeah, love, love Dashboard. Love that record. Everything after that, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm going to pull that card. Love the early stuff, right? Love well, the and, and the early stuff, stuff is, is the best, but, but, um, and then he kind of took a break for a while. So like the weird thing with them is like, you know, they were like further seems forever kind of had a, had an audience, but it was smaller. Like I was really, really into saves the day. And like, we used to tour, we used to like follow them around and like, we were, we were kind of groupies. And then like, there was a whole thing in high school where like Kat and Melissa got in a fight with their girlfriends on the message boards. And then we couldn't go to the shows anymore. And I was like, (laughs) you, cause, cause we would sometimes make out with them or whatever. And it was like, you, you you don't interact like with the girlfriends on the message boards. Like we're not the girlfriends. Like that that's not what this is. Cat and Melissa fucking ruined it, and then right. made it like very awkward, like to go see them again. But like we used to like go throughout the southeast and like go to shows. Um, but then you know like Dashboard like you know blew up. Like there was like an MTV Two special, and then there was like an actual like MTV Unplugged thing. Unplugged, and, like, yes, yeah, which which was amazing, and and that was just like being at the shows, which everybody sings along. Like that's the the key to a Dashboard show is like literally everybody sings along. You can't even hear you know him sometimes. It's one of those things. But then when um, um, uh, a Market Mission and a Scar came out, which was like the major label uh, uh, debut, and and like he did like the rock version of Hands Down, like it put them into like a different. Thing. And I liked the indie stuff better. I liked the other stuff too, don't get me wrong. And I still went to, to see, you know, his shows. And I say them, but it's really him. It's, it's always yeah. almost entirely been him. Um, but, um, and, and then there was like, there were like two, two records after like the big one. And like, like, like it was on the, they were on the Spider-Man 2 soundtrack, like, you know, like blew up and then like kind of disappeared for a while. But the interesting thing is, when I, I saw, so I've, I've seen, it's my friend Liz, who is, is younger than me, but also a massive fan, but it's interesting. So even though she's um, uh, quite a bit younger than me, like we both love the band so much. And we also have similar taste in music in general. Um, we saw them like in, I guess, 2017. And um, at a, it was downtown. I don't, I don't remember the, the, the club in New York now. Um, but then there was like a an acoustic show right after like in in Brooklyn like we had to go to um to a rough trade in Brooklyn um at midnight and see an acoustic show which was amazing because it was probably like 100 people you know all kind of crammed into the the stage area at rough trade which is a record shop and 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 it was just him on on, a, on an acoustic guitar and it was amazing one of the best shows i've seen and we were really close but uh, the tour we went on I, that, that I saw before COVID, like literally the day before lockdown, um, he did the entire record of um, um, a Mark Commission and a Scar and the places you've come to fear the most. Like so, one night it was it was it was places you've come to fear the most, and the next night it was a Mark Commission mm-hmm. um, and a Scar, and uh, that was just like amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. That's, that sounds incredible. I saw them. And yeah, I think 2017 too. And it was his, he was going through this phase where it was, he was wearing like big, like Stetson hats. Yeah. And he was this, like this grass fed sort of Southern fried thing. Um, and they had gone electric and it, yeah, it wasn't the same as that sort of intimacy that you're describing. Yeah, that was what was cool about like kind of doing the anniversary kind of things because I think I don't remember what anniversary I think it was the twenty year anniversary of because Swiss Army Romance came out in two thousand um, and and I love that record um, and um, uh, but but a Mark Commission uh, but but, uh, but um, the places you've come to fear the most was obviously like bigger um, but yeah it was it was because yeah because he went through that like weird Stetson thing and like I said I don't like what he's doing with his hair but. Um, playing those old records, like just like front to back was just 
really cool. Also, the Get Up Kids, who I fucking love, opened mm-hmm. both nights. So, and 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 it, and they were like clearly like so happy to be there, and and also like mostly played stuff off of like um, um, the, the 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 Red Letter Days album and stuff. So mm-hmm. that was good. I'm gonna need so many links from you guys because I don't know who any of these people are. I don't know who any of these bands are. If you want any of this in the show notes, you're gonna have to provide me links. Okay. I'm just saying. You'd like Thursday. If we're if yeah. we if we want to talk about like Fugazi and Minor Threat, I can. Well, yeah, because yeah. like yeah, which are which are great bands. Like, don't get me wrong, but like I'm 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 like an emo like basic bitch. I I'm not making any judgments at all. Oh, I know. I'm just I know, saying I, know I don't know what's happening anymore. This has <laughs> really gotten away from me. What's uh What's your all time favorite, Aaron? Yeah, in terms of bands, in terms of yeah, like 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 of like the emo pop punk variety. Like, what's your all time favorite? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know this counts, but you know, Thursday is, yeah. was so huge, so huge for me. Um, and and that's and that's for that sort of like screamo pop mm-hmm. punk stuff. Like I'm I'm like Brett said, like a metalhead at heart. I went to school for for music and composition and stuff. But when it comes to this, this kind of thing, Thursday and huge say anything when it came Love to like the saves the day, say anything. Yeah. Work in the road. I yeah. always went Max Bemis route, but yeah, I mean, say anything Thursday. is real boy is, is a, uh, I mean, I have that on vinyl actually. Um, yeah. Say anything is a great band, but yeah, I, 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 I respect that choice. I was on the saves the day side of that, but I, I think you were probably picked the right thing. Right on. <laughs> wow. Did the- I loved... Is- sorry, oh, Brett. I thought yeah, for a sorry, second I there, say, I thought we were done, but no, please. We're almost done. I was just going to say real quickly. I was just going to say real quickly. Unfortunately, Jesse Lacey has done so much problematic shit that I even hate Oof. saying this, but brand new. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Holy shit. Brand new. They haven't like, put out a bad record. No. Even the last one was incredible. No, even the last one was great. And that was what was so yeah. disappointing. Then all the, like, the creepy shit came. I was like, God damn it, J- uh, Jesse, can you just fucking keep it in your pants? But, but no, brand new is like one of those where, again, like, great lyrics. Oh, like, yeah. Like, like, just stunning and, like, clever lyrics. Yeah. I think the the sort of, like, literary aspect of of what makes, you know, pop punk and emo is, is a, is a real, uh, attractor for you. I totally get it. It, I, I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, and then obviously like, um, MCR, you know, like iconic, mm-hmm. um, God, yeah. like, uh, that that's my chemical romance, Brett. Um, but, it, it, and then they like brought a whole new thing to it, right? They brought all the orchestral like shit, like just, yeah. It feels like Gen Z even like loves Oh, they MCR. love MCR. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's, it's like, it's, it, because it's theatric, it like translates yeah. well? I think it's that. I think, I think it's good music. It's also interesting. I have a feeling some of the stuff, like at least some of the songs might still be played like on certain radio things. Maybe they were exposed to it earlier and they have like memories of it. I don't know. Because like uh, uh, Blink-182, other than Green oh, yeah. Day, is probably one of like the biggest like American rock bands of the last like love blank love blank. I love angels and airwaves uh, me too I, 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 I love I loved plus 44 um <laughs> oh yes Christina I, yes plus 44 yes. that was a fucking great record that was an amazing record plus 44 is the greatest blink 182 like offshoot record like Travis has done a bunch of stuff yep obviously Tom has has done a ton of stuff love angels Love Angels and Airwaves. But Plus 44 is so solid. It was so just solid. Just the one record. Just one record. And it was just yeah. it was just Mark and, and Travis and um, another person. And that was just, that's, a, that's just, a, I still sometimes like find that on my playlist. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Also, like, best thoughts to, to Mark, right? I know. I know. I, I've been watching his YouTube channel. I have too. He seems to be doing good, but yeah. He's, he's got a great attitude, but I mean, it's so shitty. So, um, uh, Mark Hoppus has stage four cancer and, um, is, uh, he's, I think he's done with chemo now, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just had a, a, a friend recently, um, uh, pass away. I was wearing his shirt at a, at the concert, um, you know, kind of an honor of him because his nickname was Rockstar and he's a huge, like guitar, 
um, fan, and so just felt appropriate. But um, you know, if anybody can, you know, fight it, obviously Mark is is doing it. But it's just, it's it's rough. And I have another friend who has lymphoma, and, and like it's it's um, um, actually it's kind of really remarkable that he's being so public about everything he's doing, you know, like his journey, like mm -hmm. a lot of people wouldn't put all that out there. And, um, I'm, I'm glad that he is. Cause I think that'll probably maybe like help inform people in the very least, you know, remind people to not, not that this would have, I think helped him at all or anything, but you know, like go to the doctor, you know, like get checked for stuff. Like yeah. Sometimes they can catch things. So, but yeah, I, I want also if it's, like um, he had um, he had Mark um, um, or not Mark? He had, Mark had Tom on his podcast. Oh, yeah. How have I not heard about this? Yeah, this was like a this was like like two months ago. It was really good, and they hadn't talked since you know uh, Tom left Blink, you know, like six six years ago or, or whatever. And um, but no, they they had a great conversation about stuff, and and you can tell. I mean, this is it was like you know two guys who've been friends their whole lives have clearly had differences. Yeah. But, you know, like, have probably, you know, are, are two of the people who, very few people, I think, could probably understand what, what they've gone through other than those two. You know what I mean? Because they right. were together from, like, the very beginning. God, wouldn't that be, sorry, this is the last thing. Wouldn't that be so good if, the, if Blink had, like, one last record with yes. the original lineup? And I'm not, I'm not even talking about Travis. I'm talking about the, the like, first oh, and oh. superior drummer. Oh, you mean, yeah, uh, the, the guy they had to kick out for alcoholism. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, whatever. A girl. Yeah. Country. I mean, I, I I don't think that'll ever happen because I think at this point Travis is like such a key part of the band. Also, like the guy survived a plane crash, and that was the only reason the band got back together. You yeah. Remember, you remember this, right? Oh God, yeah. And that has a lot of narrative weight to it. Uh, but Scott, yeah, the the first drummer was so good. But um, yeah, he was good. Yeah. Next time we're good in a way that wasn't as technical. Sorry. Go ahead, Brett. Next time we're talking about like Aus Rotten and Code 13 and the subhumans, and then I can actually participate. It'll be it'll be fun for me and no one else. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I, I've been trying not to say sorry as much, so I'm gonna refrain. Yeah, don't apologize. Um, I, mean, look, I will say that this sounds is, great. you're making great radio here. I I, I, say, I regret Brett, Brett, you're I can't the one participate. Who, I'm gonna say you're the one who wanted us to talk about. This I did. Stuff. I did absolutely. I am. I'm 100 <laughs> behind this conversation. I'm glad it's happening. Don't let me. Don't let me rain on your parade. This is this is of more interest to more listeners than any band I have ever listened to. Um, in, in more mainstream stuff, and I don't know, like, this is probably because you like metal and you like, like, the screamo stuff, I don't think this is, is, is for you, um, Aaron, and this probably isn't for you, Brett, but, um, Sad Home Music Season is about to start because, uh, Casey Musgrave's Divorce album is out on, on Friday, and I'm very, very here for it. Mm. I like a Casey Musgraves, yeah. I'll yeah. Her, uh, her now ex-husband, Rustin Kelly, amazing, and he has an album called Dirt Emo, where he does he does covers of um, uh, some, like, he does a Dashboard Confessional cover, does a Saves the Day cover. Um, uh, uh, there um, is a, uh, there's an MCR cover. Like, he is, um, uh, he does a Blink cover. Um, there's a, um, um, a Weedis cover. Like, it's fucking great album. What's the dirt referred to? Because he, he's like a, he's a country artist, but he's not like typical country. He's like alt country, right? Like, that's what he would have been called two decades ago. And so he like, but he's brought like kind of a dirt, like acoustic kind of grit aesthetic to those songs. It's an amazing record. It's called Dirt Emo Volume 1. It's seriously really good. All of his work, though, is stellar. Also, he covers the best Taylor Swift song of all time all too well on it because he considers that an emo song, and he's correct. And um, so uh, highly recommend that album to anybody who is, uh, is into that kind of thing. And it also segues nicely because, uh, you know, um, his last album that came out, like, right as they announced their divorce, it's sort of sad because some parts of it, like, are very clearly were written, like, when he was still married and kind of in love, and then parts of it are kind of tinged with sadness. But, um, but, but uh, I'm here for, for, for Casey's, um, you know, sad ho fall, like, divorce record. <laughs> I bet you guys could talk about, like, Connor Oberst and, and Bright <gasps> yes. Eyes and Elliot Smith. Oh, fuck yeah. That I could get into. Okay. Well, have you listened to Phoebe Bridgers, um, no. Brett? No. Never heard okay. of it. Okay. 
Her? her? Okay, she's great. Phoebe Bridgers, you have to listen to her. I think you may have mentioned her before. I did, and I'm going to say it again because I was, for whatever reason, like going, I, I've, I've been listening to her for years, but I was listening to her intently on my plane ride like to LA. And How do you spell that last name? B-R-I-D-G-E-R-S. I thought Kyoto, what's, what's the most recent one? Kyoto? Kyoto, yeah. That was okay. Okay. Um, uh, Stranger in the Alps, though. Oh my! Oh my! God. Stranger in the Alps, fucking amazing. And then, and then she's she did she's did like a side project with Connor. Yeah. And then she has like um um like a, a like a all girl group like Boy Genius, and yeah, she's incredibly talented. What's everyone? Okay, last thing. What's everyone's favorite Elliot Smith record? Uh, the one with the eight on it. Oh, figure eight. That was the. That's the, the one. Um. Yeah. So mine is is a probably uh. Probably needle in the hay, or between the bars, I guess. Oh, that that was the best. Oh my god, you're between right. Between the bars, yeah. Between the bars, yeah. Between the bars is the song that got me into Elliot Smith. It was actually yeah. a cover of that song by um, Madeline Perot that that yes. turned me on to Elliot Smith, and like from then on, I was an Elliot Smith fan. Yeah, so for me it was Goodwill Hunting because they use his music. Yeah, and I didn't and, and I didn't pay attention to it at that point. Like I didn't I I liked it. I just it wasn't enough for me to like look it up. And I was wrong. It's not between the bars. That's the what the the album the song was on, but it's a uh, it's either or. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I knew yeah. what you meant. Yeah, I just for 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 the listeners for completion thing. Um yeah, I um I um there a 25th anniversary um, edition of um, his uh, his first like a uh, kind of um, like a uh, uh, Elliot Smith album, the one with Needle in the Hay, came out last year, and I got it on vinyl. And oh, the Kill Kill Rockstars reissue. Yes, yeah. I, I, so so I, yeah. so I got the vinyl um, uh, um, uh, copy, and and it also came with like um, like a recording of like one of his very first like concerts, like doing that stuff. Um, that uh, that I got from Bandcamp, I think because of, of or, or, or got from their website. I don't remember now. Got from the Cool Rockstars thing, but there was some live stuff there that was really good. Um, but yeah, Elliot Smith, man. <sighs> I'm so sorry to cut this short, but I have to go. I know you guys have to go. Yep. I don't know, Aaron. Are you off now? No, I was off yesterday, oh. and um, we have that stand up in two minutes. Yeah. Yep. All right. So. So that 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 ends our our weird music stuff. But we'll talk more about this stuff at another point. We can have we can have like just like sad like alt indie rock thing. I'm seeing I'm seeing Death Cab for Cutie on Monday. So hey, well, Jelly. great episode, ladies. Thank you, Brett. <laughs> Get some sleep. Get some sleep, guys. Get some sleep. The system is going down low.